Hello, it is I, Jacqueline, but creepy. Gabe's here, too. That was creepy. Yeah. I am spooky as fuck. Um, hi, this is our Halloween episode, and we are doing this on a Wednesday, and we're going to tell you some real-life ghost stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gabe, Gabe, says, Gabe said, do you know what you're doing before we get on? Like, do you know what we're doing? And I said, yeah. We're going to fucking wing it. <laughs> That's how she do. That's how I do. Before we start out, um, I want to hit on what is happening in Iran with the revolution. <laughs> it's the Halloween episode. That was a ghost. <laughs> that was our Charlie Brown Christmas tree cat. Um, what's happening on a serious note, Gabe? Um, what's happening in Iran with the current revolution happening against the dictatorship that is currently ruling there so keep your eyes on the news please keep advocating for people who need advocated for um i haven't seen anything about iran at all on my for you page again this is not information that i should be having to actively seek out though i do it we should be sharing it to the extent that we know what is happening the same thing with what's happening in ukraine especially as russia gets more aggressive in regards to what forms of warfare they're choosing to do. On top of that, we've got primaries coming up. So if you're not registered to vote, register to vote. Again, that's an incredibly privileged thing to say. So at the same time that you are considering voting, please also consider getting involved with organizations that are fighting against voter suppression. That's an incredibly important thing as well, because saying your vote matters, just go vote is an incredibly privileged stance to take, especially since there are a lot of people whose vote is suppressed or they're not even able to have their vote heard um, specifically in southern states. And this is especially happening with, um, you know, uh, people of color and specifically the black community as well. So please keep in mind that if you're going to advocate for voting, you also need to advocate for voter suppression. There are still a lot of people unhoused from Hurricane Ian. So again, wherever you can help, please help. And Roe v. Wade is still a fraternity, y'all. That's still a thing. So um, obviously there. And I know that we're all getting fatigued hearing about all of this, but it's not going away. So so we are going to start off the episode with telling a couple ghost stories that have happened real life, true to in our lives. And then I have an incredible email from Sean. So we'll read his email. And then uh, and then after that, we'll do the collective reading and we'll talk about whatever the fuck else comes up. Oh, no, we won't. I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to talk about at the end. Hey, Gabe, tell them what you fucking did. <laughs> um, I released a song. And at, at the time of this episode, it will be released and... Um, uh, I'm just going to talk about it a little bit, and at the end of the episode, we'll include the whole thing for your listening pleasure. We'll just play it at the end, because I own it, and I can do that without having to pay somebody. And it's so good. It's so good. So I'm excited that Gabe is going to let you all hear it at the end of the episode, and then we'll talk about it again. I'll remind you, but it'll be in the show notes. So, Gabriel, look at me. We're sitting in the same room. You just stare at my face, because it's also our wedding anniversary. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And this is how we're spending it. <laughs> this is, yes. We love y'all more than we love us. Happy wedding anniversary. Happy wedding anniversary to all of you. We had oven, oven, an oven meal and hey, lava cake. I Instacarted 
a bunch of groceries. And by a bunch, I mean three things to my nanny family house. And then I drove it home. So you're welcome. So let's start with our ghosty stories, shall we? Um, do you want to start with the seance we did? I think it was two years ago now because it was before I was pregnant with Evie. Uh, yeah, let's kick it off strong. So we have a friend. Her name is Laura, and she was actually on the podcast early on. You may remember her. She's amazing. And she had a friend who worked out of a, it was like an art studio, right? It was a warehouse that they had renovated to um, do some manufacturing for tables and some furniture and some other things. Like art stuff? In East Nashville, yeah. So the front half of the warehouse was like new, like it had been built on recently. And the back half was the old part. And Laura swore up and down this thing was haunted. And I was a little dubious going in. Laura is very sensitive to energy. And like, e- even if like a vibe is off, she'll pick it up because she's very perceptive like that. So I was a little dubious that it was haunted, but we were invited. So we brought our spirit board. We brought some other stuff, but I went in and I have a little experience, a little uh, before I ever got a tarot deck, I saw spirits. I think we've talked about that on the podcast before. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a medium. I don't go seek them out. I'm not like collecting messages, but I do see spirits and they do event like occasionally come seek me out for whatever reason. But Laura said that she felt really, she felt like a feeling of sadness when she went from place to place. And I, so I went into the back and into the back, the older half of the warehouse and I was walking around and. I could definitely feel like energy, but most places have that energy because energy is collected where people have lived and worked and been and people obviously had lived and worked and been in this place. So it but it was when I went from the older place back into the newer part of the warehouse, that's when I really felt it. And it was a sadness and it was a don't leave type of thing. So we set up everything in the back of the warehouse, right? Well, conveniently, they manufactured tables. So we grabbed Conveniently for us, we had a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I do remember, um, just for some context, it was it was nighttime and, and it, everyone had left work for the day and they had us come in afterwards. And I was really only invited to carry the bags. <laughs> I am no spirit master by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, but I do remember them you saying- You got like a badge. <laughs> spirit master. Participation. I'm yeah. the master of spirits. But- um, <laughs> They, I do remember him saying that there was a giant pile of old wood that I think they had taken off the floor. And they, they, I remember them saying this was what they thought may have been haunted or contained um, spiritual energy of some sort. So I believe you quickly ruled that out and said it was coming from somewhere else. Yeah. I, I knew pretty immediately that this was something that felt almost like kinship or like not ownership, but like that this place was their was their home. And I felt a really strong pull almost immediately towards the back alley. Um, so I had a pretty good idea what was going on, but other people really like the spirit board. I I prefer to read with cards or just listen, but other people like the board and it gives them, I think, a little bit more clarity if you use it correctly. So we sat down and we got the board and um, there were like there was a husband and wife team or a partner team. I shouldn't say they were married. They may not have been. I just think they were. And then there was another there was another man. And I won't say his name because he didn't give me permission. But um, and then there was my friend, Laura, and then it was Gabe and I. So I was sitting next to the to the to the to the man that I won't say the name of. And um, he was a skeptic. The his friends, the partnered couple, like they definitely believed and it was their idea for people to come in. The other guy did not. 
he was like a skeptic. So I sat next to him and I was just like, um, we're going to make this as clinical as possible. My goal in any time I'm doing any kind of like spirit work like this is to not in my head. And I think this is like my own like defense mechanism is to make it as least amount of woo woo as possible. Just really stick to like the facts and the routine and what I know. And uh, so we're talking and I say, um, you know, he would like to be known as Sam. Do you like he would like for you to call him Sam? This is a man. He is coming. His voice is coming back from the alley out there. And then as I said the name Sam and said that he would like to be called Sam, the lights blinked out in the alley. And which could have been a coincidence, except for the fact that I said it's, you know, Sam, if that's you, blink him again. And then he did. And then I we asked several times and he blinked every single time. Yeah. And like the first blink, everyone's like, uh, OK, yeah. All right. Yeah. Do it again. And I mean, then I mean, of course, and there's skeptics in the room and I'm a believer, but also just kind of a. I went from skeptic to believer, so of course I'm still skeptical. So many blinks, and we were like, okay, shit. Well, the craziest part was is that he said that he wanted to be called Sam because it felt like a friend. It wasn't his name, but it felt like a friend's name. And apparently the partnered couple had been talking about a friend of theirs named Sam earlier before we came. So he told us that, and then I just kind of asked about a story, and he told us that this was someone that had died in the alleyway of hypothermia several years ago. Um, and he just kind of... St- he said he died of the cold, right? Yeah, hypothermia is the cold. Well, I, I know, but we didn't find out exactly why. From Well, I knew hypothermia, but the cold, the cold hypo... He di- and essentially, he died in the back alleyway. He was unhoused mm-hmm. um, and died in the alley. And, um, you know, we I kind of talked through what to do when there are spirits. I gave him some stuff to like hang up above the door and just kind of said he wants to be treated like a friend. So what did you tell them to hang above the door? It was like a it was like essentially like a bag of like herbs and stuff for like not like it was more like a friendship. It was honestly and honestly, it was more to make them feel better (laughs) than anything that it did. It was just like some calming herbs and stuff and like I think there was like a little jar bit of dirt. Of, it was a jar of dirt. <laughs> I've got a jar of dirt. Um I gave them a jar of dirt. So um essentially it was to make them feel better. I but it I mean it did promote like calm and peace, but I think it was more for like the humans rather than Sam, who was an incredibly he was just a spirit. He was just there and it was his place first. So anyway, so we pack up and we leave and everyone's like, Oh that was a cool that was a cool night and we had a good time and So I don't hear anything about it for like, what, like five or six months. Like, we don't hear from them. We hear nothing. And one day I get, um, we're on our way home from somewhere. I think maybe like Knoxville or North Carolina or something. And I get a FaceTime from a a number I don't have in my phone. And I'm like, that's weird. And then Laura texts me and she goes, hey, um, remember my friend that you guys did the seance for in their warehouse? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, he's trying to call you. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, She goes, I'll just um, set you up in a group message. So she puts me in a group message with him. And he's just like, I want you to know that I was telling the owners of this building this like crazy fucking story, like with the seance that you did there and found out that someone, in fact, did die of hypothermia in the alleyway where you said that they did. And Gabe and I were like, high five. Um, No, we were like. Cool. Um, because, you know, there, I think like even for people that like do this, even when you see the spirits, even when you can hear them, like there is still like that layer of like, I'm either totally right or I'm nuts. 
Uh, <laughs> so you kind of like tiptoe and like walk that line, but it was a really cool, I mean, it was a super cool experience. Yeah, totally. Um, we darkened the room. We, I think we lit a, you brought a couple candles and things like that. I and... brought like a traveling incense holder that just happened to be a small cast iron cauldron. And I was like, I brought this for convenience, not for show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Like trying to play into it, but also not trying to play into it just because. No, I literally there was wasn't. I was like, and... I don't have anything else. I have to bring the tiny ass culture. <laughs> well, anyway, it was. I mean, again, I'm I'm the you know the the bag holder, but at the but very vindicating for Jackie and, um, you know, she would not call herself a medium, but it is very clear that she communicates with spirits one way or another. Um, Gee, thanks. Cool. So do you want to, I want to tell this next story um, and I want to tell it together before we go ahead and read Sean's story. We could probably tell ghost stories all night, but um, well, we, maybe we'll see how long this one takes and then we'll readdress the situation. But talk to me about, or we'll talk. Don't talk to me. Let's talk, if you will, Gabrell, about when we lived in the Howard house. The first house we lived in together. We had a roommate. Oh, man. What? Uh, we, I gotta come clean on the on the air. Shush! Don't don't you spoil it yet. We'll get there. So we move into this house. It is in historic East Nashville, and this is before East Nashville like skyrocketed in pricing. So it was a house that three people could afford, but it was like what it was like a hundred and ten year old house. I mean, it had like cast iron plumbing going uphill in the back. Like it was fucking old. Yeah, it was. It was an old house. It had been renovated a couple times and definitely lived in. So. We definitely heard a lot of noises and I definitely felt a presence and our roommate for like months complained about the fact that he actually came into me one day. It was when you were at your grandma's funeral after she had passed Mm. and Mason and I were left alone in the house. He snuck up to me like into the room. He knocks on the door. He goes, hey, do you smoke like cigarettes? I said, no, I don't smoke cigarettes. I have terrible asthma. They would kill me. Yeah, it was. And he goes. Okay, well, I smell like cigarettes by the... Our kitchen had a door that led to the outside and then down into the basement. And uh, he was like, I smell like cigarettes by the kitchen door. And I said, no, I don't. I don't smoke. And uh, he said, okay, okay. So we had like a couple little instances like that. But at the same time, like uh, you pedicabbed at night. So on those nights, I would go to bed because for a while there were some nights I like drove you and then pick you up but there were some nights you drove and these were the nights you drove and I would be in bed asleep and then I would hear footsteps in the house like walking through the hallway and our floors creaked like you could hear fucking people walking and I won several times but I remember specifically one night I heard footsteps walking in and I had massive anxiety about you pedicabbing it was my least favorite thing you ever did with your life um what like one of my most favorite things I know you loved it you loved it but I literally like the bane of my existence and so I heard footsteps and I thought you were home so I sat up in bed like half asleep but I sat up it was dark and I said oh my god Gabe you're home and you didn't say anything to me you just continued walking from the front the door of our bedroom all the way into the back where your studio was and our bathroom was. So I thought you were just going to the bathroom. You were tired, whatever. You didn't answer me, though. And then you never came out of the bathroom. And that is when I was like, okay, not only do we have like some sort of like energetic presence here that's like we occasionally spell cigarette smoke, but that was the first time that I was like, something is actually here 
moving around. So you came home later that night and I told you the story. And that's about the time. Well, you tell them. What was your and Mason's grand fucking idea? Oh, well, we had a we had a dumb idea. We 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 went on this thing called Google. <laughs> a Google. <laughs> and we were like how to I don't even know what we googled, but something like how to exercise a spirit or how to get rid of spirits. Or and I want to emphasize like that. that this spirit, this spirit had not done one thing wrong except exist. Uh, yeah, but my perception of spirits at that time was very Hollywood, and the the mere presence of a ghost was like basically looked like insidious in my head. And I have grown a lot since then, but at the time I was like, oh my god. So. Mason and Gabe. There's a little goat man in the corner. There's a little goat man. <laughs> so there's a satyr in the corner. Uh, so I get home one day, and I don't see Gabe's car when I get home. His car is not home. But I walk in, and Mason's home. And Mason is in our living room. He's playing video games. And I walk back into, like, there was, like, this little, like, sunroom-type area, like, dining room area, which is where my office was at the time, my little desk. And I see somebody walk from our bedroom into, like, the kind of like into the doorway of the kitchen where my office area met. And there was like a tall person about Gabe's height. It was a tall person about Gabe's height leaning in the doorway. And I didn't look up. I just said, hey, Gabe, I didn't see your car there. And then this figure rounds itself up, stands as tall as it can, and then charges at me. Straight up runs at me. I drop everything I'm holding and I scream and run into the living room, and I look at Mason, and I go, what the fuck did you guys do today? And then Mason's like, huh, like, <laughs> like you're going to see his Adam's apple bob. And he goes, Gabe and I tried to exercise a ghost. And I was like, you can't exercise a ghost. So I, like, run over to the fridge where they had, with a little, like, alphabet magnet, stuck the fucking Google, like, handwritten whatever they found on Google. And I was like, you guys literally can't do that. I just got charged at by this ghost. Gabe got home. Take it from here, buddy. Uh, I mean, not much to say. I got an earful. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, we had a very long conversation about not Googling ways to get rid of spirits. You know, when... I have no excuse. <laughs> so uh, it was it was very funny. But for the rest of the time that we lived there... It was like if Gabe and I like were out late or we had to like or it was dark or whatever else and Gabe had to go to the bathroom, he'd be like, and I'm not exaggerating, he'd say, um, can you just walk back there with me? Just walk yeah, back. no, no joke, no shame. <laughs> I was scared as shit and I'm way better now. Sometimes I might be able to feel them. I don't know. I still feel a little crazy, but I know that they're there and I know they're not scary. But at that time, it was very Hollywood. It was the goat man every time, just like. Uh, every time you say that, all I see is Philocides from Hercules. <laughs> Philoctetes, yes. No, it's not Philoctetes. I thought it was that, but it's like Phila. I'm not confident enough in my knowledge of this to continue. But no, all I see is him in the corner, like finger guns. Um, but yeah, so that happened, and um, and that was our Howard House ghost story. Well, with those ghost stories down. And Gabe's shame, the full display. Yes, I, I am ashamed. I'm not. I have learned. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> changed my mind. I don't feel I shame. I am not ashamed. Learn from my mistakes. I, I loved my Google exorcism. Don't Google how to exercise your ghosties. Just say hello. Be nice to me and I will be nice to you.
Has <laughs> that worked for you so far? I think so. Okay. Um, so I got an email from Sean Hollenbach, and uh, they shared with me some of their spooky ghost stories from, you know, like their childhood. And I'm going to go ahead and read that email. Um, y'all also could have sent me ghost story emails, but you didn't. If you decide that you want to share a nightmare or a paranormal story or a ghost story, please email me at awakentarotnashville at gmail.com or DM me. We'll talk, but I'm going to read Sean's story because they did that. They sent me one. Um, so this is Sean's email. I'm not sure how long this should be. It's a bit of a mashup of stories. As a seeker of spirit, I've been reviewing my past physical experiences of spirit. As a child, I always felt a presence in my house as a kid in central Pennsylvania. Something staring, someone there. I used to have dreams that my parents' home was a vortex of spirits, especially in what we called the family room, a new addition to the home where my grandmother used to live. One day in my teenage years, I was looking for the key to my cash box. I looked high and low all over our small mountain home. I asked my siblings, and they hadn't seen it, and then I ran downstairs to my mom and asked her. She suggested I look in the toy box. I went back upstairs, opened it, took everything out, and placed our sheepskin cover. Uh, no dice. I continued to look in every catch-all, pant pocket, and cabinet. I swept downstairs one more time and couldn't find it. I went back up to my room, dejected, and I look at the top of the toy box, and there sits the cash box key. After I tore, after I tore it apart. My siblings swear to this day they didn't take it. Years later, my niece said to my mother, Grammy, your grandma is standing there in the corner in our house. So I like to think it was a joke played on me by a family member of yore. Most recently, I've moved to the Berkshires. After quitting a soul-crushing corporate job, my friend Jenny offered me some shifts as a barista at an idyllic coffee shop set inside of an inn built in the 1700s. I love decorating for Christmas with my mother, who passed away sadly in the aforementioned family room, as we used to be a team who loved to spread the holiday cheer through kitschy Yuletide decor. Also, but same. At the coffee shop, I was in heaven when asked to help decorate this inn with decorations filled with memories from the family that owns the inn. The decorations were stored in the old section of the basement that had a dirt floor. The old and new basement were separated by a door with a sign that read, Keep Door Closed. You should probably keep that door closed, Sean. That's... (laughs) Or just audience in general. Um, There was also a door to the first floor. I kept both open so I could trudge the bins upstairs in order to deck the halls. After I brought up three bins, I picked up my fourth and turned to head into the new side of the basement and the door was shut. I thought it was odd that I didn't even hear the door close. I figured it was the wind that closed the door and stepped into the new basement when I saw a figure pass in front of the washer and dryer. I then darted to the stairs like Ebenezer Scrooge after he saw Marley to see that at the top of the narrow staircase. The first floor door was also shut. I asked the kitchen manager if she had shut the door and explained what had happened. The family that lived there have had supernatural experiences with a young girl and a medium friend of mine felt the presence of an angry man who built the inn as his home. The property seems to be filled with spirits, but thankfully it seems from my history that I tend to attract harmless tricksters from the spirit realm. All the best, Sean. Which is like, simultaneously, like, just like a whole backstory of spiritual experiences, but also just like the jolliest bunch of <laughs> of 1700s Yuletide spirits I've ever heard. <laughs> That's awesome. But yes, if you read a door, it says keep, if you assign a door, it says keep the door shut, just 
for the love of God, keep the door shut. <laughs> that's so great. I also, I told Sean um, after he emailed me that I sent him a message and I said, that's crazy because my li- my family living room growing up was also like a vortex of spirits. Like it was a very haunted area of my childhood home. Hmm. Like to the extent that I remember coming home from my best friend Kirsty's house one night after we watched a scary movie and uh, we had watched The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is like a very scary movie. And I came home and I told my dad, I said, you know, dad, like I watched a scary movie at Kirsty's tonight and it was past 11. And we all knew that if it was past 1030, we were not supposed to be in the center of the house. Like we just knew that. And uh, I came home and I told my dad and I said, I just really need a shower. And my dad said he like took it a deep breath and he said, OK, I'll wait outside. So he sat in the hallway while I showered in our bathroom because it was so dangerous to be in our house in the family room past a certain point in the night that he didn't feel comfortable, especially me having watched that scary movie, leaving me just essentially alone in the middle of the house. <laughs> wow. He didn't tell him he could just Google things and they'd be gone. You've met my father, right? <laughs> Do you trust that man to even, like, bare minimum, like, see a spirit without pissing it off? I don't. <laughs> I absolutely don't. <laughs> Dad, if you're listening to this, I'm 100% right and you know it. <laughs> um. Okay, well... This is the part of the podcast where I tell a thousand more ghost stories and Gabe slowly dies when he edits this on Friday. (laughs) No, this is the collective reading. So the collective reading for this coming week is the Five of Pentacles. Don't fucking panic. Uh, This is not a bad card. Uh, I mean, it's not like it's a contraction, of course, but it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily it's not an omen for like illness or brokenness or poverty or anything like that i think essentially it points to um this coming week if you're in a place where your energy is very low and your physical health is down because of that you're very tired you're feeling like less energetic less capable than you normally do don't isolate yourself don't push yourself don't force yourself into doing something let somebody know that you need help. You know, in my instance, like I try to I'm trying to be better about this with you. Like you did this for me last weekend. Like I was really overwhelmed. I was really stressed, very much like overworked. And I just said, you know, I didn't ask you for help. You you heard me. You heard what I wasn't saying. You offered me help and I took it. And I should have asked for help earlier, but I you gave me the weekend. So, you know, this coming week, when you're feeling low, when you're feeling like that fight or flight response and it's saying flight, like leave, don't don't address it, don't deal with it. Find a way to either like do something that builds up your energy, makes you feel better, but don't isolate yourself. Lean on the people that you're close to. Don't isolate yourself. Stay close to people that you trust and allow your, you know, maybe even just like vent, ask them for Tell them what you need, and if they can help you, they can help. And if all they can give you is an ear, that's something. So, anything to add? Um, maybe some very light astrological content. Ooh. We're um we're in the the youth of the youths the the youth of uh, a pretty cool event that happened uh, yesterday. Actually, there was some debate on social media and everything, but it was actually at 6.45 a.m. on the 25th was a partial solar eclipse in Scorpio. 
um, where Venus was present as well. Um, so pretty cool. It can mean a lot of different things, but um, it's kind of with solar eclipses, it's kind of a a slow growth. That's why I said the youth is new things may be happening in some form or fashion. So just keep that in mind as things go forward. Yes. Perfect. I love it. Astrology with Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to like you twirling an umbrella and it just like the background is under my Gabriella. Ella. Ella. But the <laughs> umbrella has like a bunch of constellations on it. Oh man! If I ever get an astrological segment on this podcast, I, I only I'll if make I my, I'll make my own. Only if I deign <laughs> to give it to you. It's well, not like you're the backbone of the entire podcast. Well, the whole idea would be me very blandly doing astrological stuff, and but the the real show would be you singing that song Under as my, my intro. Gabriella, Ella, Ella. He got called that at Starbucks once. He said, my name is Gabriel. They wrote Gabrella. It's been mm, perfection. I if I was at Starbucks, though, and I was really bored, as they must be, I'd probably botch names all day long just to see people react. At Frothy Monkey on 12 South? That's exactly what we fucking did. Well, you're probably a notch above. Notch above what? The rest. Okay. Uh... <laughs> The that's worst. The, that's the same. A notch above the worst. Um, okay, well, we are not going to leave. We are now going to let Gabe talk about his vanity... Pro I mean, his song. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, no, I mean, in a way, it's an artist project. <laughs> the song is called Rival. Um, vanity project, probably, maybe, I don't know. I was kidding. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a cool song. It's a little bit different direction than I've gone in before. And um, there's a creepy music video that I did that will um, come out a little bit later this week. Um, I'm not sure exactly when, but I will do some sort of announcement on my Instagram. His Instagram. What's it called? At GK Music. That's Spell at, it. That's at. At. G-K-A-E. M-U-S-I-C. That took me a second. That spells music. Yes, it does. It's not at GK Music. It is at GK Music. That's right. Okay. Let's be clear. <laughs> it's at GK Music. G-K-A-E-M-U-S-I-C. So, yeah, check out the song. It's pretty cool. It's it's a, it's a cinematic song like you, like you might hear in a Wait. movie trailer. Blood is drawn. We're running out of No time. spoilers. I'm sorry. No spoilers. To be fair, that was barely a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no, it's a great song. It's really good. Do you want to tell them what it's about? Uh, yeah. Um, I guess firstly, a short, short, short backstory is um, I'd not really ever done this genre before this song, but I got a, a project kind of thrown at me um, from another producer who said, hey, do you want to try this? And I said, yeah. Um, and this was the... <laughs> hey, do you want to try this? Well, you can say no if you're, yeah. I mean, it was, if it's not something that I've ever done, it's not something that I would send to like, you know, a music library, but I was like, I'll give it a whirl. So, um, I did, I wrote three songs. This was the first one and I, I, you know, tried to knock it out of the park. So the song's called Rival and really the song's just about kind of recognizing the shadows within yourself. When I wrote it, it was when Jackie was pregnant and I was about to become a father. So I was kind of just, um, 
going through that. Also, the song being something that I hadn't done before. I was kind of like trying to undo and redo. And actually, the vocal that you hear in the song, I sang laying on the floor. I was going to say, you like tried it to sing it two other ways in the Gabriel, the other Gabriel who like helps produce your stuff. He said, this sounds terrible. Yeah, the, the vocal <laughs> the vocal take that you hear is the third and or partially fourth um, take because I kept getting rejected and he wouldn't take it. And actually... He ended up not taking it. Some produced some weird political stuff went down, and they only took one song, and it wasn't that one. And that's why I decided to release it myself. So it's very good. He takes it very seriously. He bought white contacts for the music video. It's spooky as fuck. It's definitely, um, you know, one of the best things that I think I've I've put out. It's very new and and everything. So I'm excited about it. What is Dwan? Stop spoiling. R- I'm not spoiling it. You totally are. You it just... sounds barely anything like that. There's only like 10 lyrics in the whole song and you just Well, whose said, fault is that? You wrote it. Write more lyrics. <laughs> it's the genre's fault. Okay. <laughs> Seems like it. Okay. Um, no, it's a great song. I'm really excited for y'all to get to hear it. Gabe's going to put it at the end of the episode, but also we're going to, I'm going to put the iTunes and um, potentially Spotify link if I can figure out how Spotify works in the show notes. So for those of you who listen to it on Apple, you can hit the link. It'll take you there. For Spotify, it'll take you there. And uh, I'll also put Gabe's Instagram. He doesn't really post much on there except terrible pictures of me and occasional music projects. I think you would find the pictures that I post of Jacqueline tasteful. They are awful. No, they are literally... It was our anniversary. I posted all these beautiful wedding pictures of us and Gabe posted two pictures of me close-ups looking like a creep. Well, I didn't want to be super stereotypical. You're an asshole. Um, all right. Well, with that being said, um, I hope that you all have an amazing Samhain. The veil is thin. See some spirits. Actually, email me your ghost stories, you guys. At uh, It's awakenedtarotnashville at gmail.com, you ooky spooky skeletons. That's the best. Like, that's Gabe's favorite sentence that I say. Ooky spooky We should play that song skeletons. at the end <laughs> This is my this is my song rival. <laughs> Ooky spooky skeleton. All right, let's get out of here. Um, well, wait. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review. If we get two hundred reviews um, over Apple and Spotify, I will throw a frozen pie in my husband's face because he literally tried to murder me with a frozen pie when it was my turn. That's fair. Didn't work. We've Evidence. already. If you if you kill me, I will haunt your penis. You will never have sex again. And we'll go. Is that one of those ones that I take out? I don't know. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I was going to say something else. I had another thing to say. You have a whole podcast. You can say it next week. Okay. (laughs) I'm kidding. Nope, I'm dejected. Let's go. (laughs) Okay.
stuff peppers and then you're gonna stuff mine nope we're not gonna this episode will be marked explicit goodness <laughs> you're gonna take that out aren't you probably <laughs> okay